I don't know what the chances are for something like that to actually happen, but I'm sure it's pretty close to zero. But it happened. It happened. Welcome to Push In, the Cinevic Podcast. I'm your host, Joyce Klein, coming to you from the unceded territory of the Lekwungen-speaking peoples, otherwise known as beautiful Victoria, British Columbia, Canada. Potential catastrophe hovers around every film shoot. Equipment fails, the weather refuses to cooperate. A crucial cast or crew member comes down with COVID. But what do you do when your film is hit with a natural disaster? For answers, I'm reaching all the way to Beijing, China, where multiple award-winning producer, director, and screenwriter Arnold Lim is currently photography manager for the 2022 Olympics. I know we've interviewed Arnold before, but I think you'll like hearing how he coped with filming his latest short when forced to pivot like a revolving door as BC's atmospheric river left his crew stranded. Hi, Arnold. Welcome back to Push In. We're so glad to be back. Thank you so much for having me. Scene one. Let's talk about how things happened weather-wise mid-shoot. There were a lot of locations for a short film. One of the places that these locations took us was to beautiful Cowichan Valley. On the way in, I remember we were driving through huge, huge puddles to get to our location, which was a store in Shawnigan Lake at that time. I remember doing our first scene and then coming out and then hearing that Jarena, who was the mother, who was driving back, was having some trouble getting through some of the roads. As time went on, we started to hear that the roads were being washed out and that actors couldn't get to set. Fortunately, the first scene went off without a hitch, but we had other scenes that were happening where the actors were calling our producers and the producers were letting me know that you know, such and such actor is stuck on the roads and they're, they've closed the roads and they might not be able to get to where you need to go. So I was like, oh my gosh, what do we do? I started driving to our next location and we find out that the roads are closed off for us too. So why can't physically go to our next location? So the locations team and the production team say, okay, there's this new route that you can go to get to this new location. And we're driving by and the roads are completely washed out. Like some of them have like a foot or more of water. They can't even get anywhere. So we're like, oh my gosh, how are we going to do this? Do we have to, we were actually thinking, do we have to cancel the day? Are we going to be able to do anything? But the production team gave us a new route to get to our next location, which was a different store. So we're driving along and then all of a sudden we hit a block. And then the guy says, no, you can't go any further. There's been a mudslide. And I was like, what? There's been a mudslide. So I get out of the car and look forward. And sure enough, 10 feet high of mud and tree had blocked off the road. So the first road was washed away by water. And now the second road that we're supposed to go was blocked by a mudslide. So in my head, I'm in the car with a DP. And if we're not getting to set, things aren't going to happen. So we're calling the team. What do we do? So I talked to the technician or the worker that was at the mudslide, and he knew the area well. And he goes, if you take this route, this route, this route, left, right, right, and this huge zigzag thing, you can bypass all the floods over there and bypass the mudslide and get to where you need to go. And serendipitously met this man whose instructions we followed to a T, and we found our way to set. And then I'm finding out that the actors that are supposed to be in the next scene are having trouble getting to set. We have two amazing young actors, Marshall and Matthew, who were supposed to be in a scene with Colin and our lead, Chu Huan. In his final critical scene in the film, there's one actor who has lines and two actors that don't have lines but are important background because we see their faces and we would see some of their reactions. And 
The, the young actor who he had cast, Marshall, was stuck in. He got a call from his mother that he couldn't make it. The second actor, Matthew, because the roads were closed, they were trying to make it. They were actively trying to make it and actually tried twice to make it. But the roads were closed, so they weren't able to be on set. The third actor, his name is Colin, he was the only one who was able to make it to set. We didn't audition him because he was on background at that point. We had a wonderful acting coach named Stephanie Halberg. And I said to her, okay, can you send me a video of him running all the lines? Because he had to take over the speaking role for the two actors who couldn't be on set. And we had to try to find a way to get the scene in. Otherwise, you weren't going to have a film. It wasn't a scene that we could cut. So Colin stepped up and did the lines and they sent it to me. I looked at it. We worked with him and I was like, okay, let's go. Like he had never acted on screen before. Again, this was another young man. I think he's around 10, 11 years old who had never acted on screen before. And we asked him to do a pretty difficult role and he does a wonderful job. And so we were able to get it, but the sun was setting hard right at that point. So we can see the color changing in the shots. And like during the shots almost, you can see the color going from orange to blue and blue and blue and, and it changing. And so we got that scene just as the sun was disappearing over the horizon by fluke. Now that it's the end of our day, we've got to find our way back. We've got to go back to Victoria. We had not planned to stay here. The plan was to drive back to Victoria. And then the information we were getting at that time was that the highways were closed. And we didn't know when they would open. So at this point, I'm thinking to myself, what is happening? Why is like, it's like going from floods to mudslides to recasting on the fly to being now stuck in Duncan with no place to sleep for entire cast and crew. So one of the locations that we had rented was a community hall. And the community hall was big enough that everyone could have slept on the floor. So I was like, I have no choice. So at this point, I'm like, what am I going to do? So one of the producers, Lynn and I, went around scrambling to call everyone and make sure that everyone was accounted for and find a sleeping bag. So we went to Canadian Tire and we found these sleeping bags on sale. So I bought like 25 sleeping bags or whatever it was, stuffed it into my car. My car had gear in it. So my car was so stuffed with sleeping bags that I couldn't see out the front or the side. And I was driving down the road with sleeping bags stuffed up against the back of my head, like barely enough room to drive. And so we got back to the community hall. And at this point I was thinking, okay, you know, we don't, I don't think we have a choice. We're going to be sleeping in sleeping bags on this community hall floor because we don't have a place to go. And I felt terrible because A, I didn't know if we were going to be able to shoot that day. But at this point, it wasn't about whether we were able to shoot. This is about whether we were able to find a warm place to sleep that night and for the cast and crew to have a place to even rest and, and be safe from, from the elements. So we decided to go for dinner. So we go to Original Joe's in Duncan. And one of our PAs, now this is one of the most serendipitous, interesting things that's ever happened to me in my film career. A PA from Vancouver who had answered a call pretty late in the process. His name was Jonah. He came over from Vancouver to work as a PA in a project that wasn't paying very well. And this person from Vancouver was at this restaurant that we were eating at, and he was outside on the corner having a conversation with someone. And at the moment, he says the words Camp Quanos. Camp Quanos, it just happens to be, was a camp that he had stayed in as a child that was on Vancouver Island. So at the exact moment that he said Camp Quanos to a person he was having a conversation with, someone was walking by and heard him say Camp Quanos. That person just happened to be a staff member at Camp Quanos. 
And in that moment, that person turned to Jonah and said, oh, you know, they, they struck up a conversation about Camp Quanos. And Jonah explained the situation that we were in, that we're stuck with no place to stay in a foreign city without the ability to go back home because of the floods and not even knowing how long we would have to stay here. So this person in that moment said to Jonah, why don't you guys stay at Camp Quanos? Yeah, it's, it's amazing. So in that moment, someone from Vancouver who had serendipitously answered a Facebook call was in Duncan and having a conversation outside a restaurant at the exact moment that someone from Camp Quanos was walking by. Jonah says the words Camp Quanos just because he, it's nearby and he had talked about staying there at one point. That person heard it and we were able to take the entire cast and crew to Camp Quanos to sleep for the night so we wouldn't have to sleep on a rickety floor. I don't know what the chances are for something like that to actually happen, but I'm sure it's pretty close to zero. But it happened. It happened. So we were able to stay in a camp. The people there were so lovely. They took such good care of us. And, you know, being a, a small film, we don't have tons of money. And the people at this camp were so generous, so amazing. And I'm so grateful for the opportunity to sleep in a warm place. And so we had to change the locations. Instead of going to the different locations that we were supposed to go to, we amalgamated that day's work into one location, which was at Heritage Acres. We had to change the way the scenes worked and look for locations on the fly because we couldn't get to those other places because we lost so much time. So on the fly, we all worked together. We pulled together as a team and we were able to make the film that happened. Well, thank you for a really inspiring story and glad you and everybody survived. And we can't wait to see the finished film. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Tail Slate. And that's a wrap. Join me, your host, Joyce Klein, for the next episode of Push In, the Cinevic Podcast. <laughs>